0: Hakanukasameh to all of you great listeners of this great station which beams only de Torah, Divre Musa, Tivre Halacha, and of course religious music. This is Rabbi Albas from SLC. I'm gonna speak about the Parasha and about Chanukah. It so happens that Parashat Miketz always falls during Chanukah. So, is there any connection between the parasha of Miketz, which has to do with the story of Yosef as a and uh, Hanukkah? Well, let me just mention just a couple, a uh, small remark. You know, it says, Vahim Miketz, Shinataim Yamim," and the uh, people that look into the Gematrayot. You know the numbers and the rashiti vote, they say Shenaim, Nerot you light eight candles, Yemin mezuzah In other words, the Hanukkiah is supposed to be from the right of the Mezuzah. from the right of the mezuzah. When you're looking at the Hanukkiah from inside, the Mezuzah is on your left. And the Hanukkah is on your right. Here's another interesting thing is that uh, every parasha in the Chumash, at the end of the parasha, they give you the number of pesukim. And Parashat Miketz, not only they give the number of pesukim, but they also give you the number of words. Two thousand and twenty-five words exactly. Well, it's interesting to note that uh, the word "ner" is 200, 250. 250. Now, the chiyuv of a ner Hanukkah is only really the chiyuv is one, but we are there we have more. So, ner times eight, 250 times eight is 2,000. And when did Hanukkah happen? Kafhe life, 25th. So that makes the talk 2025. These are only rimazim. Now let's look at similarities between the story of Yosef and the story of the Hashemunayim. First of all, the beginning of the parasha talks about seven healthy-looking and fleshy cows grazing in a marshland. And behind behind them, uh, seven skinny uh, scrawny bony ill-looking cows and these skinny ones swallowed the fat ones that was really the uh, main dream and the dream was repeated also with the stalks of wheat well here we have a similarity because well who's the story of hanukkah we have some uh, five brothers from the Hashmonaim who were Kohanim. They were from a small town, Modin. Unknown town, obscure people, peaceful people, don't know anything about war. They're not, They're not warriors. And all of a sudden, these little people there were able to swallow the Greek empire. That's a tremendous thing, tremendous miracle that I did for the Jews in that day. Skinny ones, swallowing the fat ones. This is one similarity. Another one, look at what happened to Yosefat sadiq It says, Naar Eved Ivri. And yeah, well, Yosefat Sadiq was what? He was a Naar, a young lad. Rebbe, a slave. slave, a slave can't possibly become a king or viceroy to the king. He was a prisoner. A prisoner. <laughs> Yet, he was able to become the viceroy of one of the most powerful nations in the world at the time. Isn't that what happened with the Hashmanaim? Very great similarity. These people who are very small towns. People that don't know, who knew them? Before this whole idea of Hanukkah, people did not know who they were. And yet they went on to become kings of Israel for over a 100 years. That's a nice similarity. Well, there's another one. And this one is quite important. When Yosef of sadiq came to interpret the dream for Paro, And Paro said to him, him, you know, I heard, you know, uh, you hear a dream, you you know how to interpret it. it. Uh, Like you're a very bright, uh, smart, wise person. person? Oh, you can, anybody tell you a dream, you know exactly how to interpret it. What did Yosef answer? Yosef said to Paro, Bil'adai Elohim ya'ane et shalom paro No, 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 got it, You got it wrong, my king. Not me. HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He is the one. Yosef, a Sadiq, is giving all the kavod to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All the credit goes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, this is really what happened with the Hashemunayim. see hanukkah is not like purim purim it was a matter of saving lives haman imachshomov zikron he wanted to eliminate the nation of israel that was a question of life and death hitler imachshomov zikron wanted to eliminate the nation of israel Nothing to do with religion. He didn't care if a Jew was religious or not. When we talk about the Hashmonaim, it's different. It's not about lives. The Greeks did not enact Gizzeroth decrees to kill people. Their Gezerot war specifically about the Torah and about the mitzvot of the Torah. No Shabbat. No Mila, no Kodesh. no Kodesh, if you don't have Rosh Kodesh, that means you don't know where the Moadimah This is the, 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 the religion The Hashmonaim risked their life for the Torah, for the Mitzvot They risked their life for that They, they called Maccabi. Mika mocha Mashem. They were always going around saying, Mila Hashem Eli, who's for Akalosh Baruchu? Come to me. Kvot Torah and Kvot Hashem. Before any bell, they used to fast and pray to Hashem to help them win the war. Why were they fasting? After all, if you're going to be fighting, especially in those days, they didn't fight with uh, rockets. <laughs> and bombs, they foot fought with the sword. With the sword you, gotta you gotta be strong. To be strong, you have to eat a lot. No, a lot. no they were showing, were showing hey, it's not our koa. No, 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 no. no, no. It's they prayed to Hashem and they fasted. Then, then they went to war. And they won. They won. To show that everything was Hashem Shamayim. Anyone who acts totally in sincerity and earnest, Hashem will perform miracles for him. And that's why Hashem performed miracles for them and they won the war. For a miracle to happen, a person must have some zekhut, some great zekhut. Yosef was a great Sadiq. He married it to have a miracle, became the Viceroy of Egypt. Hashemunayim. They risked their life for the Jewish people, and for the Torah. They were able to have a miracle too. But you see, sometimes, even if a Jew is not such a great Sadiq, not so religious, if he does something out of the ordinary, out of the ordinary, for Kvod Hashem or for Kvoda Torah, he could merit a miracle. Yeah, could merit a miracle. I'm going to give you an example. And this example is not the Ma'aseh Shehaya. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an example, not a story. It is in Me'lachim. Me'lachim Aleph. This has to do with Ah'ab. Ah'ab was the seventh king of the northern kingdom of Israel. At that time, they had a kingdom of Israel in north, kingdom of Yehuda in south. He was a mighty king. But towards the end, a big problem. Nearby, there was a, a king of Aram. His name was Ben Hadad, the king of Aram. He gathered 32 kings. He was a, an alliance of 32 plus himself, 33 kings. Huge army. And he, of course, he wanted to come and, uh, and, and capture uh, the, the, the kingdom of Judea at the time, and the north, north kingdom. So this, this bin Haddad sent a, a messenger to Ahab. He said to him, you know, Your, your gold, your silver, your your children, children. even your wives, wives. anything, Anything. give it to me. me. Otherwise, we're coming in, in. and we're going to fight you. So, I mean, uh, he knew that that. Uh, with his small army, he couldn't possibly fight uh, an army that was ten times. More numerous than him. Couldn't do it. So he said, he sent back and saying, You know, fine, I agree. We'll give you my gold, my silver, everything. But that did not satisfy Ben Haddad and Mahshimmo. He sent a messenger again saying to him, Not only what he asked before, but he wants also call Mahmad Enai. Whatever precious that I desire, I want that too. Want that too. What, does that what does that mean? The Navi does not explain, does not explain uh, uh, expressly, doesn't show, does show what he meant by something that Mahmoud that he treasures, or that he wants very badly. But the Fashim say, say, Rashi, Allah, Shalom. He says, he wanted Sifre Torah. He wanted Sefer Torah. Ahab said no. He was willing to put his life on a line and the life, his family and the people because of Kavod Sefer Torah. Now, let's put, let, let, let's put this in perspective. Ahab was really a was always a Rasha. And the people in his time were of oh, the that too. It's true that aside from the Abudaza, he he did fulfill some of the mitzvot of the Torah. Like we know that, for example, his kitchen was kashir. Uh, 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 probably he kept Shabbat, this and that. But it, but they had yet Shabbat, for Abudaza. That's bad enough. But because he had such tremendous kavod for the Sefer Torah, he was willing to risk his life and go into battle where he was outnumbered 1 to 10. One to ten. The Navi Mikhai, who came to him and said to him, You see all this Hamon, all this, Hamon. All this huge Ahmed you see over there. HaKadosh Baruch will give him in, in your hands. You're going to win the battle. Despite the fact that very few people that you have, you're going to win the battle. And that's what happened. When a person does something extraordinary, even if he's not so religious, but if he does it for Kvot Torah, Kvot Shamaim, he could deserve a miracle. You know, Baruch Hashem, Eris Israel has been already in existence for almost 70 years. Well, a major part of the success, obviously, is the fact that we have hundreds of yeshivot, tens of thousands of Talmudim learning Torah day and night. But you know something? Even though the heads, the prime ministers that we had, They were not so religious. Some of them were not religious at all. To some extent, they did have respect for the Hachamim, respect for the Torah. I think the very first one, now Prime Minister Ben-Gurion, everyone knows he was not religious. You can't hide. There's nothing to hide. He was not religious. But when it came to the, uh, the question of Giyus Banut, meaning drafting women into the army, he went with his entourage to the Chazonish Allah Shalom. Chazun was a tremendous, great sage to ask his advice. Why did he go? He was not rich at all. But he did go. He wanted to know what is the torah that's something very unbelievable. They still have some, uh, uh, a little bit of, of respect at least. I know Menachem Begin one time he, he was supposed to have a meeting on Shabbat, and it uh, was in, in in an area where he would have to, if he would go there in any hotel, he'll have to drive. No, then. He stayed in a hotel right nearby there so that he would walk and not take the car. In a sense, there is a little bit uh, of, of, of kavod that they give to that. It's interesting that in during the Peel Commission, I don't know how many of you have no, heard about that, in 1937, when Britain sent Lord Peel to find out how to handle the question of the Arabs and the Jews. And there were many, many witnesses that this uh, guy, Lord Peel, uh, was, uh, you know, he he was uh, asking them questions and so on. So he had the first witness, you know, like an Arab. What's your name? Uh, Mohammed, whatever. Where you from? Yeah, from. Yeriho, something like that. And that question goes, the next, next one, Arab. What's your name? What's your name? Whatever. What? An, an, an Arabic name. Arabic. Where you from? Are from. Oh, from, from. Mala. Huh? And comes, In comes Ben-Gurion. 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 What's your name? David Bengurion? Where you from? Are from Krakow. From Krakow. Krakow. So right away, right away, Lord Peel gets up. I says, what's going on here? Hey, all these people you have here, they were born here, raised here. You guys are from Krakow, from here, from there, from, from Russia. From what right do you have to claim a piece of the land? And Ben-Gurion, who's not religious, takes out a Bible from underneath and he shows it to him. He says, this is our proof, he says, the Bible. That's our proof. It says specifically the land of Israel was given to the Bnei Israel. Look, you wanna look at it, Hanukkah was a miracle. Nowadays there's a miracle almost every day. You got six and a half million people in Israel and close to, oh, six and a half million Jews and close to maybe almost 400 million Arabs The Arabs have more resources, more equipment, more wealth, more men, more everything. Yet with the help of Hashem, Israel is still around. Is it still here? It will still be here forever until the days of the Mashiach. In fact, at this point there's even reason to believe that some Arab states Consider certain Muslim states their enemy and not Israel. They consider Iran their enemy. They don't consider Israel as an enemy. So we, we do have a lot to thank Hashem about. This in itself is a miracle from Hashem. Now, I just want to mention one little thing about uh, talking about Miracles. Talking about the uh, miracle of uh, of the oil of Hanukkah, and there's a, a famous question of the Bet Yosef. Why do we celebrate eight days if the miracle was only for seven days? I'm sure many people have heard of that. There's a lot of answers. I want to give a little answer here. Well, we know that the jug of oil was enough for one day, so the miracle was for seven days. So we should really celebrate seven. Yet we celebrate eight. Okay, some, some say, well, the fact that uh, they found that jug of oil which was pure, that in itself was a miracle, so that warrants a day. Okay, that's one thing. But there's something else. First of all, the question we see, for example, by Elisha, when the wife of Avadia. Wadiya was a Sadiq. He kept a hundred true Nevi'im in caves. He hid them from the Queen Ezebel, who was a Rasha'ah. And he was feeding them, giving food and water, everything. For a long time, to the point where when he passed away, he he owed a lot of money because he borrowed money. So they came to his wife and they wanted to take the children as uh you know ransom until she pays or oh, she's she has, she has a way that she has couldn't pay so elisha came over to her and i said okay what do you have it you have, you have anything in the house see i have some a little bit of oil i said bring that Bring all the vessels utensils that you have go borrow from your neighbor bring as much as you can bring from that little oil okay everything somehow <laughs> he was able to pour and all those vessels just kept on going and going and going. It was a miracle here. A miracle. But you notice that the miracle only happened because there was something there in the first place. A Navi, despite the fact that it's a Navi, it's still a human being. A human being cannot create something from nothing. Only Akadosh Barucho can do that. Akadosh Barucho created this whole universe from nothing, but Hashem, a human being cannot. He has to have something there, and with something from that, you can create. You can increase it. So when she asked him, "Okay, now I have oil here. Am I supposed to give maaser from this oil?" And it seems that the answer was, "Oh, this is this oil is a miracle oil." from a miracle oil you're not supposed to uh fulfill any mitzvot well if so if as we say that the jug of oil was only enough there for one day and it lasted for seven days it means the guy increased and increased and increased right that's a miracle miracle oil how did they accomplish the mitzvah of lighting the menorah with miracle oil? That's a good question. The answer that they give is, and this is a, a, very, a very interesting question, is that the miracle of the oil was not a miracle in the quantity of the oil, but it was a miracle in the quality of the oil. Meaning that even though this one jug was only for one day. If It was normal oil. But in this particular case, each one-eighth of that jug was enough to light for a whole day. Each one-eighth. In other words, this oil somehow became so concentrated and that was the miracle that each little piece each one-eighth was enough to light up for a whole day. So which means that there was no increase in the oil itself. It was the same oil. So they were fulfilling the mitzvah from that same jug of oil. Only Hashem made the miracle that it, even though it was plain oil, it made it look like it was eightfold concentrated oil. And that's why it lasted for eight. Which means even the first day, there was a miracle. And that's why we celebrate eight days. I want to wish Happy Hanukkah to everybody. And just want to let you know, please, try to help this station as much as you can. It does a lot of benefit for the community. And if you have any simha, please look us up, SLC. We have a beautifully renovated social hall for any simha. I'm sure we can accommodate you. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, And shabhat of all of you.